This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle and Tamar and a whole bunch of other people who designated themselves as sluts, hoes, and various other clever, clever slut hoes, men sluts. Well, there remains to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, we've spoken to some of them before, so we know that they are quite based smart. on performance. Well. Performance could mean a few different things. Really? <laughs> See, that's tomorrow's statement. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. So, this is Sex Talk on Cliff Central. This is Unradio. This is Unscripted. And I have no doubt this morning this is Uncensored. So, from that side to the side, Bruce. <laughs> Cassie <laughs> pointing at me. Hello, everyone. I'm back again. Yay! Yay! The gay, everybody wants to say hey. Hey, it's the hey gay. <laughs> and for the first time, Sibu is here with us. Hello, hello, hello. What do you do at Anova Health? So, I'm the marketing coordinator. What does that mean in English? It means I lord over Bruce and other people that um, I work with. We oh, call yeah. her the Missus. Her <laughs> nickname at work is Demissis. I'm Demissis, yeah. She's the missus. Yeah. I kind of. <laughs> Crack the whip. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. We like it. Good times. Okay. Marketing manager. Mm. Oh, that's what they called. So whoever the Cliff Central marketing manager is should get a whip. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think they should, yeah. Definitely mm. it works. Okay. Everybody mm. needs a whip or two. Yes. Mm. Needs a whip or two. It's the riding okay. crop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Laurie Ann wearing some different hats this morning. Yes. And more clothes. So yeah. <laughs> What hats are you wearing this morning? Today I'm here to speak about the bisexual community in South Africa, mm-hmm. as well as, from a parent's perspective, the transgender community in terms of parenting a transgender child. Okay. So we are looking at this morning uh, Pride. If we can get some of the Pride people on the line and sexual diversity and seeing... When did pride become such an expression of diversity? And I have an interesting question. When did pride become like the big party? Because it started out as this really serious thing back mm. in the Stonewall days. <coughs> so we want to talk a little bit about that, which you know something about. Yes? We yes, hope. I do indeed. Okay, very cool. Let's see if this is working. Um, I'm not, is it working? Yep. No. Is yep. Skype Whoa. working. Okay. Yes. Good morning. Hello. Ah, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you too again, Jonty. Okay, so just tell everybody who you are. So, uh, I see we've got a lot of different people on the show this morning. I'm representing Johannesburg Pride. I am part of the festival coordination and planning. Okay, cool bananas. So, this is where we start to see if everybody is smart. Hmm? Yeah. Today's dirty dictionary word is Munch (laughs) Dirty dictionary word A munch Any idea what a munch is? You are looking very confused there, Bruce. Is it one word or is it like singular? You have a munch or many munches. Well, it could could be both. both. It could be either. Mm. 
So get your mind out of the gutter because I can see from your eyes exactly. <laughs> what do you mean? Is that uh, this is my favorite time of the of the week because on a Friday morning I can sit quite comfortably in my gutter and enjoy myself and say exactly what I'm feeling and thinking. So don't take that away from me, Jonty. Okay, that sounds like you are in the toilet. <laughs> Please do not wash your hands as you speak to us. We hear it. Do not do dishes. No, I, I didn't do anything of that sort. It was my Red Bull. Oh, Shame, were you just having a munch? Red Bull. <laughs> you know, for lesbians, the word munch has so many meanings. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, Bruce, what's yes. a munch? Um, I think it's, it's when you, uh, perform, you know, when you're rooming someone and there's a lot more to work with there than just, <laughs> so you end up having to chew a little bit. Okay. That's yeah. a munch. Mm. Okay. Sibu, what's a munch? A munch could be, I know me and my friends call a, a really great looking guy a snack. Yeah. Oh. So a munch could be. A good fuck. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a munch. He's a good snack. After I munched him, he's a good munch. That's right. Okay. Lorianne, a munch is? A munch is a meeting usually of a kink community uh-huh. in a restaurant amongst more vanilla people uh-huh. where they can talk about their stuff and be together, but in a regular community. So it's not necessarily about the kink community, but it is them meeting. gathering together, mm. meeting Normally in a restaurant for dinner or for lunch. Hence munch. Hence munch. Tomorrow, what's a munch? Definitely something that has to do with food and, and sex. Because okay. you munch it and you just <laughs> go for it. And that's my field, basically. Eating and having sex. Okay. Yeah. Okay, what's a munch? A uh, very audible sound. The sound my Red Bull was making when I poured it into the glass. Munchkin. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the first is real. <laughs> You know, the lesbian context of munch, I mean, mm-hmm. we've been called all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So is that your answer, Kay? That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. So let us go around from that side to this. Bruce, you are wrong. Aww. Siva, you are wrong. Mm. Tamar, you are wrong. Kay, so. you are wrong. And Lorianne gets the prize. Woohoo! And the prize is to munch her later. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 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 that's my version of the munch. There we go. So that's what a munch actually is. Cool. <clears throat> is um, a meeting of a BDSM or King community, and it's generally a social gathering more yes. than. An active play or a demo or a party or anything like that. Yep. Cool. There we go. So it could lead to other things, but that's what a munch is. Mm. And is it always um, in the vanilla, you know? Well, it's normally community. in a restaurant or a bar yes. or something like that. Okay. And that's where the term munch comes from because it's normally food or drink is involved. Okay. I, I think the idea is to create a more sense, normative, of, community. A sense yeah. of community, a normative approach to. To things which are sometimes seen as not always acceptable. Also, de- detached <laughs> from life, like I don't know. <laughs> so somebody else really did send to, to create, yeah, to mm. create community awareness, be be more visible, get the link, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. and it puts something in a more kind of, for want of a better word, normal context. Yes. Okay. Got it. Um, it's just I'm learning today. More than so Somebody <laughs> did send a um, what they thought a munch was, feces under the head of the penis. Ew! That is nasty. I do. I'm asking to block that user. I would not like to hear anything else from that person. And you just turned. Did you ever suck we a cock? Blocking not? him. Okay. Is it? Is it our friend? He is my friend. Okay. No, I love him as well. It's fine. But don't okay. say those things. Like a turn off of no. Look, it happens, you know. But uh, well, let's not celebrate it on a Friday morning. <laughs> and let's not encourage it. Yeah, no, definitely not. And I have to tell you all something that um, I had an amazing conversation with one of our listeners this week, and he was talking about particularly the bi, the show we did on bisexuality, mm. um, but referring to generally what we do on Sex Talk in the studio, the people that we have. And he said something so profound and so beautiful, which was that how open we are in the studio, um, and the extension of that is in our lives. And um, his comment was how possible or how much that makes things possible for other people. 
So is it enabling? Yes. It's inspiring. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And allowing Mm. people to be who they are, to be themselves. Um, I I have to tell you all listening to this, I wish I could take a picture because there are four people sitting in front of me here in the studio. (laughs) Okay, I don't know what you're doing at home, but this is supposed to be about a talk discussion. We're all tweeting away. every single person is on their (laughs) phone. No, Bruce is not. I was, though. He was. was. We're tweeting, we're getting people to listen. Sending links to Tamar's tweet. Yes, we're doing our homework. They all got a story. They all got a story. You've got my undivided attention. You see, wow. that's the there right we way go. to go. With your Red Bull on the toilet. Well done. With my <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not. We're not lifting it. It's yes. not flying. No. Okay. So I have full bed rest. <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> okay. I'm so here with my favorite Joburg Pride G-string. is Joburg Pride is coming up. Let's yes. talk, and that's on the 28th of October. Is that right? Yes. Correct. Okay, so we are all looking forward to this. Yep. And if Shanti hadn't been so busy this week, we would all be wearing tutus this morning. Oh. Mm. Which we should have been. So let's just go back a little bit in time to where Pride started. Bruce, okay, where did Pride actually start? Tell us about Stonewall. 1969, the Stonewall riots. Um, Stonewall downtown, is in where? Downtown Manhattan. So okay. it's a... Uh, so in the Stonewall incident, which was a a gathering place in an inn, uh, ignited the gay rights movement in in the late 1960s. Yep. Okay. So it was literally it was an act of what happened was the police kept on raiding uh, places that were known to be gay mm-hmm. or LGBTQ friendly. And they just, they would raid these venues and they would beat up members of the queer community, um, and, you know, lock them up. And it was just bully, bully, bully for year after year. And eventually some members of the community were like, screw that. And most of the, the stalwarts or the people in the front lines were actually transgender women. So there's an amazing documentary that you can watch on Netflix at the moment called The Life and Death of Marsha P. Johnson. And uh, Marsha P. Johnson was a, a, uh, an African-American trans woman who was at the forefront of the liberation movement for LGBTQIA rights. And um, it's it basically just – it wasn't a party at all. It was a case of like, screw you guys, we're fighting back. And when we fought back, we were, we were like Molotov cocktails. We were talking like petrol bombs. And we went we – went, we got real. You know, it's not just a case of like a whole lot of people pitched mm-hmm. up one day with like feather bows and high heels and we're like, listen here, bitches. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was, we got, we got real. Shit yeah, got real and yeah. we started fighting back. And that is basically how it all just pride then came from that. And we've been celebrating our liberation or lack thereof or fighting for it ever since. And that's what pride is supposed to be about. So I think, I think for me, uh, to put into context, uh, John, if I can, um, we still do the march, which is still very old school at, at Johannesburg Pride. So we don't allow any uh, mechanical vehicles. Uh, we still want that feel of protest, um, and therefore we've taken it back to its its roots. It's everyone walks on an equal footing mm. uh, or on their own feet uh, with banners and so forth and so on. Um, and the reason for that is that I mean, as the LGBT community, we still face a lot of discrimination and hate, I mean, worldwide. Um, And everyone can identify with the march or parade as some, depends on what you want to call it. But over the years, if you look at the community, we are always known to be fighting for marriage equality, anti-bullying, the ability to identify as we do. Um, and I think for me, uh, if you see why pride has changed over the years, the jovial and unrepressed nature of the parade, where people come out in their bright colors, feather boas, uh, it, it's a good balance. And I think balance is imperative because uh, it then gives that image of fun and cheer and, and normality in a sense. So, you know, we do have a, a lot of hard-hitting issues that are still 
prevalent to the community, but um, you know it's being balanced out with the uh, we queer, we fun, we can celebrate our sexuality, um, and I think that's important because pride and sexuality and, and sex go hand in glove, so, so to speak, for me. Mm. When did this change kind of from being the serious protest into this <clears throat> really kind of exuberant parade with the, with the colors, with the costumes? When did that start to change? When, what triggered that? I think for me, the, the modern movement or the, the move towards a more celebratory nature com, to commemorate uh, gay pride or LGBT pride uh, started in the 80s. Um, and with time, and obviously the more modern uh, we got, the more evolved we got as a community, the more creative we got, uh, celebrations started becoming more flamboyant. Mm. Mm. Okay. So a lot of people within the LGBTQIA plus community have issues with the fact that there's so much flamboyance and dressing up and fun mm. and frivolity associated with pride. And they see that as a bad thing. They see that as, you know, it, it, um, we have serious issues and those are, many of us are being killed and many of us are being raped and victimized. But what I think a lot of people fail to recognize is that flamboyance is, is a form of resistance. Mm. You know, um, having fun and normalizing our culture. You know, one of the biggest liberating, uh, I'd say, movements for the LGBTQI community have been people like Ellen DeGeneres and Willem Grace and all of these popular culture um, series, movements, and, and icons who have shown the world that not only are LGBTQIA plus people you know, fun, but we're fabulous, we're interesting, we can be related to, we are human, we are, and you want to know us, You and you'll, you'll be losing out or missing out if you don't respect, appreciate, and enjoy us. And that's Absolutely. Why, yeah. hey, so, sorry, Bruce. No, yeah, that's exactly why I'm all so, for party, party. And, yeah. and <laughs> Well, I mean, if you look at it, right, the parade or pride has come to reflect a big part of the LGBT community. Um, it is an annual event. It's an annual event that everyone looks forward to. Um, whether it is activists that still feel it needs to be a very sober-toned event, or, I mean, organizations like We the Brave that come out in full force and, and are as fun and cheerful throughout the day, uh, throughout the parade. I mean, you know, there is a difference in terms of how uh, the years have evolved because if we look at the 70s, it was somber. The 80s became a little bit more liberated and fun, but there was a hard-hitting issue around HIV and AIDS. Um, and then the 90s, we saw the very muscle-sculpted, uh, you know, gay men showcasing their fabulousness, as uh, Bruce says. Um, and, and these days, we seeing, I mean, a, a change yet again. We seeing families. We seeing people, uh, oh, same-sex couples coming with children. You know, I mean, this, the turn that the celebration is taking is actually mirroring the advancement. Hello. We lost you for a moment. Okay. Sorry, I think we okay. are we busy losing Kay a little bit. Okay. Is is pride still a part? Oh, sorry, you're back. You're back. Yeah. Sorry, you were gone for a bit. So you have to say your last couple of sentences sorry. again. Okay, so I'm, I'm saying basically, if you look at HIV/AIDS crisis in the 80s, pride took its face from that. In the 90s, we saw the emergence of the very muscle sculpted boys, um, and that added to the to the fabulous. Uh, um, ex exhibitionist outlook that Pride is now seen in. But I mean, in this day and age, if you see the more modern 2010-2000, you see people coming with families, children. I mean, a lot of what we see at Pride today mirrors the advancement of the gay community, of the, of the equal marriage equality fights, uh, you know, the right to adopt. Uh, we have requests for people that want to get married at Pride. So, you know, you're seeing a lot of that come into what pride has become. And I think that's where the trick is. We need to be able to make pride relevant and give it a facelift to, to tailor-make and, 
uh, appeal to the generations that we're currently uh, catering for. That's yeah, I like that. Mm. So it's kind of getting interesting because Lorianne is slowly starting to get undressed. <laughs> there we no, go. That's what Jorge said. That was also very interesting. Woo-hoo. So <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Just my joke. So is Pride more focused on, is the focus more on the gay community, on the queer community, on the bi community, the trans community, or is it more about the fullness of sexual expression? So for me, Pride is a very powerful source of celebration, and it in, it's an inclusive platform for the LGBT, um, AQ, and alliances. So whether you're lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex, asexual, queer, it doesn't matter how you identify. The platform is there. It's a unique aspect in terms of celebration it's acceptance it's pure it's simple it's be yourself i mean that's the message of pride yeah so who are you going to be on the day of pride well this is the thing that i like so much about it is that uh, you we're such a diverse and rich community and we're all so different and we all have different approaches to pride i personally have a a belief system in something what I call pride consciousness, which is it's a movement, it's a way of life rather than just a day for me to go and celebrate. Pride consciousness is about how I engage with other people and how I feel about myself and, and diversity in general. But uh, I think we need to embrace all of those things. So I personally love uh, to have a, a fun day. I want to go out. I want to see a mix of people. I want I want the diversity. I want to have fun. I want to jaw. I have friends and uh, other acquaintances and, and people that I work with quite closely who want to see the day as a very real and somber and serious event. And, and they must do that. They must have, you must have your pride. You must have whatever kind of pride you feel you need to have to express your understanding and and your expression of pride. The only time I have an issue is when one faction or group of people in the community starts telling another faction or group of people in the community how they should express pride. How you express your pride is your decision. Mm. You must do it. You must be fabulous. You must be flamboyant. Don't like, but if you want to have something serious and an activist oriented, and you want to spread a serious, then by all means, there's space for that. But when we start, when we start forcing each other to do things, that's when we go straight back into the whole concept. For me, the, the problem, which is kind of a lack what of everybody tolerance, everybody else is directing at the gay community, at the proud community. Hmm. Absolutely, Bruce. I mean, I think the most important thing is for me. I'm going to be a very busy person. On uh, I see a lot of pride in, in, in the photos and the videos after the event, so I, I miss a lot during the day. But what I, what we have been encouraging people on our social networks, uh, via inboxes, whatever queries we get, is you know everyone is under the misconception that we need to make pride as an organizing team political. Uh, and my take on that is a little, little bit different now. I'm saying... We're creating a platform. It takes us over nine months of the year to actually plan this event because we're a team of volunteers. So we're creating a platform. What we want and what we're encouraging is people to come and make it as celebratory as nature, if that's how they feel, or make the parade as political in nature, if that's what you want. Uh, But to rely on a few people that are organizing an event to speak to your political uh, agenda is slightly an over an overstep because everyone's idea in terms of how political pride should be or what the meaning of pride is differs. So we're asking everyone to come to pride, join the parade, join, join us on the day and celebrate in whichever form you want. I and I absolutely agree with what Bruce is saying. I myself have an issue when people seem to want to project their meaning of pride onto another group. Um, you know, a lot of people say to me that as the biggest pride in Johannesburg, we're not political enough, and you know, we turn it into a party. It is a party. It's a party with a purpose. If that's what the pride goers want, mm, I get a um, sense that, and that's that's the bottom line. 
I get a sense there's an enormous amount going on <laughs> under the surface and around and everything else that's uh, swirling. It's actually been much better this year, to be quite honest. Okay. Now, it's also, Jonty, I think that it's weird to say, okay, there's straight people and then there's LGBT, everybody, la, 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 else. everybody else. You should all get along and you should all just have the same yeah. ideal, the same moral, the same mm. philosophy. You guys are the same. And it's not true. Mm. So, of course, there's like... Yeah. You know. How many Pride events are there in South Africa? Because I've been looking around and there seem to be a lot. There's I know last plenty. week Pride was in Pretoria. So if anybody was at Pride in Pretoria last week, please um, message us. Let us know what, um, how that was, how it was attended, how it was organized. Please message us and let there's, us know. There's a lot yeah. of Prides. And there's, there there's also Pride a few weeks ago as well. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And also varsities are having their own pride. Mm. So there's a UJ pride, there's VIS pride. So and I even saw a little thing for for a potch pride. Did that happen? Mm. Has it? Ha- is it happening? Nelspreit, Ikuruleni. Yep. Wow. Mm. There's people pride so and Soweto pride. So you can actually know. just spend a couple of months going from pride, pride to pride. Pride to pride. Yeah. <laughs> you need to change costume. <laughs> well, you could have the same outfit for everyone. But yeah, that if would you be want really to. boring, wouldn't it? Now? For Durban, you should have like a little speedo with all. Do the they colors. have a pride? Pride in Durban, by the way. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So, so, Jonty, they have prides in every single major city. So, Cape Town, PE, Durban, East London, Pumalanga, Johannesburg, Pretoria, Soweto, and and Ikululeni. And the thing is, I think it's fantastic. Because you can't have one major event for Gauteng called Johannesburg Pride and um, have 50 or 60,000 people descend on one event. It's a free event. Uh, there's a lot of planning and, and liaising with the regulations and the regulated bodies that go into it. So, And all the other prides, if you look at it, everyone has a different ethos. So some prides speak to different meanings for different people. And people go where they feel more comfortable and what they identify with the most. But I think it's, it's fantastic that we have so many options, number one, because like uh, it was just said, as an LGBT environment, we are so diverse. Uh, we are so diverse in our nature, in our thinking, in our creativity, uh, in our translation of life, that uh, one or two people cannot express that for everyone. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Something is in your life that's very different about the expression of the fullness of being human. Tell us the story. Um, about just over a year ago, my, my now daughter came to me. How old is your now daughter? She is 10 now. Okay. So um, she, was, she was 9 turning 10. And she told me that she had realized that... She identified as female and not as the male she was born as, and I, I when when she came to me and told me that she was very nervous of telling me. I think she understood that both her parents had been raised in conservative fa- conservative families, and she was concerned, obviously, about other people's response. But all her friends had been totally accepting up to that point of her. Um, role playing and playing dress up with them and that was where she had first found her identity and she explained it to me this way she said the first time she was playing with her best friends and they're both girls they're sisters and she put on one of their dresses to play a game with them and she looked in the mirror and she said for the first time she recognized herself and that made my heart sad that she had spent nine years of her life feeling confused and not quite knowing who she was Mm. And since then, she has transitioned socially fully, and we don't refer to her dead name anymore. And she is a beautiful girl, and I love her very much, and I think she is amazing. And she is so brave, and even despite some family members not accepting her as she is, she is brave, and her little brothers support her fully, and... All her friends love her just the way she is, and we will be starting the uh, medical transitioning um, shortly. Not the full transitioning. We'll be discussing with the medical team using puberty blockers for now, and then when she's older, she will make her own decision on how far she wishes to physically transition. Mm. 
She is an amazing little girl, and she came to me about a, about two months ago, and, and she was very serious. We often have serious conversations about this, obviously. And she had researched the full procedure at the age of 10 sure. of transitioning. And sure. Wow. Wow. And she came and explained everything to me of what would happen, and she said to me, Mommy, it, it seems like such an intense procedure, and it seems like it takes so much of you emotionally and physically and spiritually. And I said to her, well, yes, it does. And it takes a long time as well and a lot of money because the government support in South Africa, even though our constitution supports trans rights so strongly, the waiting list yeah. in South Africa is 20 years. 20 years, wow. I repeat. So that's not an option. So somehow, some way, we will, I will do whatever it needs for how far she wants the transition. And she said to me after that conversation, she said to me, Mom, wouldn't it be beautiful if the whole world could just accept people for who they say they are and maybe, maybe just maybe, people in the trans community wouldn't feel the urgent need to prove who they say they are so much to the world. They could just be who they are and it wouldn't have to be such a big deal. And her and I both shed a few tears over that and I just thought how mature and how brave that is from mm. a... Mm. Beautiful. From a Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that is our journey and um, she felt very much alone and when she started therapy she asked me her therapist's card said you know LGBTQIA plus friendly and we went through each of the acronyms together and she was sad because she said she didn't know anyone else under that umbrella and so I had the chance to come out to her at the same time and tell her well actually I'm bisexual and so you do have an ally immediately in the same mm. community as you oh. and I have I have made it very clear to her that pride and being proud of who you are is about accepting everybody for who they say they are. That there should be no faction or group within that community that disagrees with who people say they are mm. or with how each person celebrates their pride, as you were saying earlier. And so she finds support in that mm. and comfort in that fact that she knows that all around the world there are yeah. People who have fought for our right to be who we are, who have died for our rights to be who we are, and who celebrate mm -hmm. their pride in every city in the world. Yeah. And she finds great comfort in that. Mm. So even to the LGBT plus community, make sure that, that that pride is represented strongly in everybody and who they say they are. Because we are teaching mm -hmm. our children from young to celebrate everybody's diversity and identity. Mm. So it's uh, interesting that you touched on, on, on the LGBT+. Our billboard went up uh, this week, uh, showcasing Johannesburg Pride and the event uh, in Cooler Drive. And our actual billboard is LGBT plus me. Oh, I like that. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it really puts the context of Pride... In a the totally different place because yeah. mm -hmm. it's not only mm -hmm. us sitting here who, as we were told by this listener, the openness that we have that we bring to this platform mm -hmm. because all of us here live that openness. We live what we do, but it makes it possible for everybody else to be in that space. And that's the bigger context of pride. And that is incredibly. And I think it's amazing important. that you're so supportive. And so props to you. I think you should also look at that. You know, that's amazing. A lot of a lot of people don't have parents who are that understanding, who are able to hold their hand through um, whatever journey that they're going through. So it's amazing that you you're able to do that. So thanks. I, thank I, you. I, I can never imagine as a parent being anything but supportive of all my children, of who they say they are and the space that they want to find themselves in. I, 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 it blows my mind to think that there are any parents who would turn around and say that they love their children conditionally, conditionally based on their gender or their sexual orientation or how they choose to live their lives or whether they're into kink or not. I, it blows my mind to think that there could happens, be conditional love. Daily. I know it does, but mm. it makes no sense to me. Mm. I love all my children for who they are inside, for their spirits. It's got nothing to do with what their body looks like, with what the clothes are that they choose to wear or who they choose to relationship with or even how they choose to relationship. It, it just it makes no sense to me. Yeah. That's a very that's profound way of looking at it. And I think it's amazing because a lot of times people ask me, what, why do I do Pride? And I always say, you know, why I plan Pride? And a big thing for me is, is where I come from as a Indian Muslim from a very orthodox family. Uh, and people didn't understand 
for, for many, many years. I didn't have the support uh, and no one understood. And for me, it's a very personal thing, giving support to the LGBT community. And I always say there's always a teenager who doesn't necessarily realize they are part of something much bigger than they ever anticipated. And when and if they do come to Pride, that realization sets in. That alone is a reason to celebrate. There's a fascinating thing in this as to how many kids, young people, are in the same situation. Because we generally tend to think, and I think most people, most adults, look at it in the way that says, at that age, you don't know who you are. You can't make that kind of choice. But when it is so strong and clear in somebody... And I think your daughter is representative of an enormous amount of people. Yes, there, there are. And, and I know I've met online, I've met several other parents all around mm. the world uh, who have children as young as four who are trans. And it's not a case of not knowing who you are. And I think many people who are not aware of the full trans issues, they don't understand that there is a difference between gender and sexual mm. orientation. And for me... Finding a child this young who is able to come out and say that my gender does not match what my body looks like mm. shows that so clearly because children at that age don't know anything about sex yeah. and they're mm. not interested in it and mm. they haven't even begun to think about who they will partner with. So for mm. them, it's really just my body doesn't match physically with mm. who I feel like I am inside. And so t- to me, that is a beautiful way of explaining to people because most people see it as a sexual choice, they not do. a gender choice. And it's totally different. Gender yeah. is entirely different to sexual orientation. Yeah. And that's you know, we've, we've had this conversation many times because one of the uh, directors of Channisburg Pride NPC is actually uh, transgender. And transgender or gender identity and transphobia is something that is not uh, even discussed in, in depth in, in this country. Uh, you know, it's a complete area that is untapped at the moment. Uh, we don't actually, you know, fully know what kind of awareness is uh, going on. It's very little. The workplace, you know, day-to-day lives, the type of uh, stereotyping that takes place. Um, and I think it's fantastic that, you know, you, you're supporting your child in, in such a strong in such a strong way. That's such a beautiful message that, that, that needs to go out there. What was I would imagine the resistance that you got from your family, people close to you, would be quite typical of what a lot of people would say. What form did that take? What were the comments? Um, my my younger two children, uh, her brothers, were entirely supportive. They had no issues using her new chosen name. They had no issues changing pronouns. They they were just like okay. Mm. And I found that most children are so easily accepting. They're like, all right, mm. you be who you say you are, and that's cool by me. Yeah. Mm. And her, her female friends gave her clothing and dresses because I had just bought an entire new <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what do I do now? And so friends stepped forward, and they helped us with that. And we, we had a lot of support. But as you say, there were some family, family members, in particular her grandparents, yeah. who just have not been able to wrap mm. their heads around it. Yeah. And she's had... Um, her, she she's had some other closer family members who are not supportive and re- will only refer to her by her dead name and male pronouns. And my child is resilient, and she keeps saying it. Uh, she frames it as that's okay, they don't understand, or that's their pet name for me. Or, and I wish she didn't have to be so resilient at such a young age. Like it makes me mm. want to strangle them. But she <laughs> says to me, "But mommy, this is my fight. It's not yours. You can support me, but it's my fight." Wow. And yeah. Like I, I wanna, I'm like Mama B. I want to like kill the world if they don't love mm. my children. But <laughs> but I understand that, and so I've had to take a step back. And some days she wishes to be activist, and some days she just wishes to be quiet. And I believe that as she gets older, she will find her mm. way mm. to what she wants to be in the community. And she did give me permission, obviously, to talk about her journey on the show today, which is why I am. And she, yeah, she she's just accepting of people. And she's quite happy to explain to people when she is ready to. And so I don't push her to talk to anybody. It's hers. It's her journey Mm. and it's her story. And I've just made it very clear to her that she never has to be ashamed of who she is. And it's not a secret. And it just is who she is. Mm. And that she has our support. Certainly my support regardless. Mm. Yes. It's amazing how the journeys of our lives take us to the places they do to allow us to give that support to others. 
it's if true. you look at your journey right. of sexual growth, of exploration, yes. of how that's made this whole situation possible, and you see this incredible beauty of life in that. That's totally true because I only uh, recognized my bisexuality mm. um, less than a year before she came out. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I had no idea. And when I spoke to my younger brother about it, he was like, yeah, well, I've known since you were a teenager. And I was like, what, really? That would have been nice to know. (laughs) 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 I was raised in an extremely conservative religious family. Mm. So I had just put it out of my head. And it made so much sense. And now, obviously, when I look back over my life, I I see the signs so clearly. But when it hit me, I remember I was standing in my bedroom holding a plate. And I dropped it like it was like a, oh, my gosh. Mm. And I was like... Okay, so this is who you are. Mm. Accept yourself, love yourself. And through working through that, as you say, John T, when she came to me, I was like, Great, I want acceptance. You want acceptance. We're on the same team. Yeah. And and I think for anybody in that community, that's all we really want is we want mm. to be seen for who we are. And we want to be loved for who we are. Mm. We don't want to have to mm. prove ourselves the whole time. We don't want to have to apologize, define ourselves, apologize yeah. ourselves, yeah. defend ourselves. Mm. Nobody wants to spend their lives explaining yeah, over exactly. and over to people who they are. And I think it comes back to, you know, you don't come out as straight. So yeah. why should anybody have yeah. to do it for whoever they are? Yeah. You should just be who you are. And obviously, Absolutely. I think in pride, I think that's mm. the main goal is yeah. working towards a, a a life where people can just be, be. who they are, yeah. and there should be acceptance and love, and stop trying to box people and stop trying to so exactly so much to mm. something that's come mm. up in my practice so much this week that I'm going to come back to talk about but I want to ask mm. you guys what yeah. is Innova Health doing at Pride? So this year um, and Sibs is going to is going to uh, color it in a little bit more I'll just do the like skeleton structure so this year we wanted to contribute towards helping this year's Joe Big Pride um Find and and because it was really hot, we were there last year. We the Brave was there last year, and Health for Men was there last year, and we were doing um, uh, testing, HIV testing, and counselling. And we were like, "This is the place. If you feel in a safe environment, it's a safe space. Come and get tested." This year, we're working to make it that it's the coolest place to be at mm-hmm. Joburg Pride. So mm-hmm. it's last year was swelteringly hot. It was fabulous. We all got nice and tanned. But this year we, uh, we've got like a lovely, shaded, cool, chilled environment where you can literally sit and chat to other people and sit on beanbags and chill. So we will be having, again, um, HIV testing mm. and counseling. Um, but in, in a bit of a, a lounge-type environment where you feel comfortable, you can sit down. Uh, last year we were in the sun, as, as, as Bruce is saying. We want people to sit and engage with, with um, information. So we'd ha- we'll have pamphlets and we'll have um, some of our outreach workers around if anyone's got any questions. and mm. it, it, You'll feel a bit more comfortable to be able to go up and say, look, I want to know about this and that. Um, and... We we have a a, a a a really large area this year. Thank you, Kay. Um, <laughs> and we want to make it as comfortable and as beautiful and as um, inviting as possible. And then we've also got the funny element, of, of course, mm. you know. But what we've also done is we're trying to combine fun and education. So still educating people about. Um, HIV about things like PrEP. People don't know anything about about yeah. PrEP. Yeah. Um, about um, just keeping yourself health healthy, your sexual health, etc. Mm. But in a fun way. Um, I don't want to pull the cat out of the bag too much. No, there's some other surprises coming. Um, but it'll be very interesting. And we've done something that we haven't done before. And using um, Bodies as billboards. I'm going to say yeah. that. Bodies as billboards. Bodies that as billboards. Really cool. So, mm. so go to if go to our We the Brave uh, Facebook page. Go to our, uh, go to I think our Twitter as well. We want we your body. We want your body, um, and we want to our community to help us spread the message. To help us spread this message of of looking after yourself. Testing for HIV, knowing your status, um, because if you know your status, mm. then you know whether you need to go on to ARVs mm. or ARTs. Um, you also know if you're negative that you should be going on to prep. So go on to our Facebook, 
and and we want your body. We want to we want to um, our community to help us spread the message this year. Mm. So there's been some controversy in the past where people are like, you know, Pride is a party. We just want to have a good time. Why are you guys always there with your little gazebos <laughs> doing HIV testing? You it's like a downer. It's a dampener. The truth of the matter is, is that HIV testing for HIV is not a test you can fail. It's not. Yeah. It's not what it was yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's prep. They, you are mm-hmm. empowered either way. If whatever you get the results, today, is, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. No, yeah. Whatever your results, you are imp- mm-hmm. more empowered than you were before. It is mm-hmm. better to know. It's not a case of ignorance is bliss. We the brave South Africa, or is we, we the brave yeah. SA? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Okay. And and that's the big thing is like go and get tested if. The sooner you find out what your HIV status is, the sooner you can go on uh, antiretrovirals. And if you go on antiretrovirals, then the the virus itself becomes so suppressed in the body that you will eventually you can become what's known as uh, undetectable. Mm. So the virus, it's, you're still HIV positive, but it's undetectable. And if you are undetectable, you cannot transmit the virus to another person. Undetectable equals untransmissible. Mm. Exactly. So that's what we want is it's no big deal. Mm. Come dance, party with your glitz and your glamour and your makeup and your heels. Pop in for five, ten minutes, chat to some fabulous people, get tested, know your status. It's not... It's not what it used to be. And Knowing that you're HIV positive is not the terrifying, scary mm-hmm. thing that it used to be. And what's fantastic is that you, you get tested. If you are positive, you can go on to treatment immediately. We have our clinics, um, so we can link you to our clinics at Pride and say, this is the clinic that you need to go to. Where do you live? I live in Protea North in Soweto. Okay, this is our clear, this is our nearest clinic and go to, we've got Health for Men's services there and we can put you on, on treatment immediately. So, it's not uh, a death sentence. It's no. It's it's really really changed from what it used to be. I also just want to say that even though the campaign and we the brave and health women is generally aimed towards the MSM community, which is the men who have sex with men community. So whichever they, whether you identify as a pansexual man or a bisexual man or a gay man, um, we also it's open to anyone who wants to come and test. So anyone from the, the trans community or even mm-hmm. allies, if mm-hmm. you're there and you want to come and know your HIV status, we, it's, we're there. We're here for all of you. Anyone who's coming to celebrate Pride is welcome. Okay. The um, uh, Pride social media tags, uh, Facebook, Twitter, <coughs> websites, what are they? Uh, yes, it's Joburg Pride 17, Johannesburg Pride 17, uh, hashtag respect diversity, hashtag happy, hashtag yellow. Uh, but yeah, so I think if I can just add a few more things to what okay. Bruce and, and yeah. Sue have to say. Yeah, in one minute. Okay, so fantastic. Anova Health does come with a very strong meaning. In addition to that, we have Google, Uber, uh, Ernest and Young, uh, Bacardi as a brand, all coming out and creating spaces to show their support to the community. Um, and we have a partner with Trans Africa Radio helping us push the message into Africa. They transmit into 54 countries across the continent, and they will be broadcasting live from Johannesburg Pride. Um, and we've got Vodacom there creating uh, a charging Wi-Fi spot as well just to show support to the community on the day. Okay. Marianne, there's a new buy um, resource, support. Yes. Ambi has opened a Johannesburg chapter, a South African chapter, and we're very excited about that. We have the support from Ambi overseas. And it was launched at Sueta Pride, and that was followed up with we an tweeted the email yes. email address. So the email address has been given. You can also find them on Meetup if you search Ambi Johannesburg. You will find all their meetups. The Joburg Pride is up there already, and there's a few other events happening. So you can register on Meetup to attend their events. You can email their email address. They're busy working on the website. So I think that's going to be a lovely way of bringing that community together and helping them feel. Less alienated. I know the bisexual community has often felt alienated, even within the LGBT community. Mm. Um, they tend to take back mm. from everybody. Mm. Uh, some people saying just they're total sluts and they can't make up their mind <laughs> and they're on their way to being gay or lesbian or they don't really know what they want. Yeah. Um, and and we say why choosing? <laughs> we say that and, and what some people stupidity. Hey, yeah. wait, wait, are you <laughs> Bruce? You're not bi. Don't don't give me hopes. Okay, just I, I, let's I, stop right there. Let's well, stop right there. Listen, listen. <laughs> One of our listeners earlier sent a message after your introduction. Yes. yes. 
saying you he could be converted. Oh. <laughs> no, he can't. No, he can't. Uh, I've so, tried. Sorry. Yeah. Follow I'm him sorry. on Facebook, and you'll see he has a gazillion. So here's ladies. what I want to say. I'm on the spectrum. That's all I'm saying <laughs> about what about Fluid what you baby. guys said and what's come up for me this week with so many people. We have been convinced by our world that our value is in what we do, that our value is in everybody around us, that our value is in other people acknowledging us. Mm. We are valued within ourselves. We are all part of this amazing world. And one of the meanings of the word Tantra is weaving the web, Mm. the web of life. Every single one of us is here on this earth as being part of that web. Mm. You are here to contribute by who you are, yeah. by what's inside of you, by you sharing your authentic self. Yeah. Exactly. The healing journey is to take away everything that is not you. And I wrote an article once that came from a quote. Somebody asked Michelangelo about how he creates a sculpture. And he said he starts with this block of stone and he takes away everything that is not the sculpture. Mm. It comes from within. And in that is our value in contributing in sharing who we are, Mm. our hearts, our spirits, that authenticity. And I really thank you all for sharing with us today and I look forward to an awesome pride. We're going to be at the party Woo-hoo. so we are looking forward to having a really really cool day with that. Fantastic. We look forward to seeing you. It sounds like your munch is a bit rough right now. Is, are you having BDSM <laughs> session there? <laughs> okay, you're just what are you doing? I'm nothing. Tuesday I'm doing a really interesting workshop which is the art of fucking. It's the only way Ooh. to call it. Where? It's in Linden. In Linden. Uh, The information is on my website, www.eroslife.co.za. And people who are not straight can come as well because there's lots of cool information. It's how to have really awesome sex because there is an art to sex. And Mm. this is elevating the art of sex. So, again, thank you, everybody, for sharing. And, Laurieann, for sharing your story. It's Beautiful. incredible. Mm. And mm. I am really grateful. Thank you. I'd like to, to say thank that. you thank to the you. community in South Africa and to all the, all the groups and the people who are coming out in support of our young LGBTQIA plus kids that are coming up who are finding the bravery to come out. Every, every group, every company, every, everybody that can support them to me are heroes because they need our support. They, they need to know that we accept them and love them just the way they are. And mm. this is interesting because in line of what, what that listener I was talking to said of what it makes possible, every time we sit in the studio and mm. we tell a story, every workshop, every event, every pride, every Facebook post, every person who reads that contributes to the energy and the possibility of Somebody else stepping Over into the web. that, yes, mm. yeah. and that's really what it is. So okay, thank I you again, and I wish you so much pleasure. This is CliffCentral.com.